A few years ago, we went down as a family to visit the giant sequoia trees in the national parks in California. These massive trees. Uh, in fact, they're some of the largest by volume. They are the largest by volume in the world. Um, General Sherman, one tree in particular, is over 2,000 years old. Um, it was growing uh, at the, the time of the very first Christmas. I mean, it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. Um, these trees are just gigantic. And um, they were sort of discovered uh, 150 years ago, and, and they really became national tre treasures down in the States. Um, but scientists have been studying these trees for a while now, and, and they've discovered that um, there seems to be a, a blip in their health over the last 100 or so years, that from the, the late 1800s until the late 1900s, it seems like there really wasn't much new growth at all. And scientists were really concerned because uh, they'd seen healthy patterns of reproduction all the way through and new trees growing up until about the late 1800s. And they were very concerned about the future health of these trees. What they came to discover was that, uh, you know, around the time these trees were, were made a national park and, and became these treasures, people began to, the, the forestry, people began to try and protect them. And they were clearing out brush and, and preventing forest fires, which made all kinds of sense to try and protect these trees from the fires that could destroy them. But as scientists began to study more and more about these trees, they began to see that the fires were actually um, integral into the reproduction and the growth of new trees for these giant, giant sequoias. Um, that, that fire, first of all, the, the bark on these trees is, is so thick, it acts as a thermal blanket that protects it uh, from being burned down, even though they, they have these, these old, these giant burnt scars uh, from ancient fires. Uh, they're actually quite fire resistant. And, um, and that uh, fire is needed to sort of clear out all the underbrush and the smaller growth, uh, to clear those things out, to provide nutrients for the tree, the fires do that. And, and also, most importantly, they discovered uh, that the sequoia cones um, actually need fire to open them up. And it needs heat to release the seeds, to prepare the ground for the seeds and for them to start growing. And so while it was uh, totally natural in our impulse to try and protect these trees from the fire, what they discovered was that we were actually hurting the trees and preventing uh, the growth that the, they need. Could you imagine uh, being uh, one of those forestry workers, or perhaps even the for first forestry worker who had to go in next to these 2,000-year-old national treasures that were made of wood and light fires around them, these controlled burns to sort of keep the, the health of the trees and, and these groves. Um, we thought we were protecting the trees from the fires, but actually we were hurting them. And, and it leads me to, to think about fire in our own lives. And, and, and I come to, to Habakkuk chapter 3, and, and we've been through Habakkuk a couple times in different ways, um, but Habakkuk was writing um, as a prophet, seeing what God had revealed to him about Jerusalem and about the nation of Judah in, in the south, and seeing that the Babylonians were coming in, that God's judgment was coming on the people, that it had already been decided, and Habakkuk knew it was coming. 
He knew the destruction that was going to come. He knew the death that it was going to bring. He knew that it was going to mean exile for the people. He knew that the temple was going to be torn down and the walls destroyed. Um, He knew that the things were going to go poorly. And here's what he writes at the end of his his book, Habakkuk 3, 17-19. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines... The produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. Habakkuk here is is willing to place faith. Faith in the love of God, even in the midst of fire, knowing the pain that's about to come. He trusts that that even though everything around him is going to fall apart, even though everything is going to dry up, even though the the pain and the destruction is coming, he, he has faith that God knows what he's doing. He has faith that God loves his people. And he also has faith that God's covenants will not be broken. Even though it seems like it's a left turn, even though it seems like the fire is burning away too much, he has faith that God will will hold faithful to his covenant promises. So what about fire in our lives? Do we avoid it at all costs? Do we avoid pain? Is it it the ultimate enemy? And we flee from it, even at the sight that things could be uncomfortable. Or are we willing to have faith that God uses fire in our lives as well to burn away impurities, to prepare us for new growth, to bring us to a place even of just depending upon Him. The language the Bible uses is that of sanctification, that it's God's will that we be sanctified. And as you probably know, gold, for example, and particularly when it comes to sanctification, that language talks about gold. Gold, which was devoted to to pagan idols, being brought in and being devoted instead to God. And and for our lives, it's it's this purification uh, of of these impurities being burned away and our lives being cleaned up and made holy before God. And gold is purified through fire. The impurities need to be burned has to be hot. And God wants to do that in our lives. He's not content with us simply continuing on in the same struggles and the same sins. He wants to burn away those impurities in our lives. And so um, when it comes to fires in your life, when it comes to pain, whatever that might be in this season, are you willing to to, to place your faith that He still loves you in the midst of the fire and that He's doing something? Are you willing to trust His plans and His purposes in the midst of the pain? That's when faith, the, the, the rubber, kind of meets the road. And faith, not just that God will remove us from fire and pain, not just that faith will God will deliver us, but faith in the midst of us, in the midst of it, and, and even that, that God is using it intentionally, that maybe it was, it was his desire to try and do something deeper and bigger and, and maybe even just about like planting seeds like a sequoia tree in, in this upside-down way that makes no sense of using fire to grow trees instead of just destroy them. You look at the life of Jesus, and he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he knows, like Habakkuk, he knows the pain that's coming. He knows the trial. He knows what's about to happen. 
And he does pray, God, I pray that you would take this cup. There's got to be another way. And he wrestles in prayer, coming to a place of, of even himself going, not my will, but thine. And walking in the midst of the fire, knowing that it's going to produce a harvest, knowing that it's what's needed, knowing that it will lead to good. And it comes back again to in our lives to Romans chapter 8, that we believe that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him. That's not just a platitude, but that's, that's a, a faith. That's, that's a, a, a grip-tight faith that God loves us in spite of our circumstances and that God will use the fires in our lives to burn away impurities and develop His character in us and perhaps even just so that others around us can see the strength that we have as we trust You in the midst of those flames. Trusting God in the midst of the fire that he's, He loves us that his plans for us are ultimately good. It might not feel good in the moment, but are ultimately good. Do we have that kind of faith? Faith in the midst of the fire. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your creation. Thank you for um, just so many things that these giant sequoia trees tell us about you, the beauty of your creation. God, and just how old they are in the perspective that we get on our lives these 2,000-year-old trees. Thank you also in the example that, that, that fire is needed to produce growth. And we pray, um, I pray right now for, for everyone listening who feels like their life is in the midst of a fire. God, I pray that, that you would speak your comfort and your peace to them in the midst of it. That, that our faith would be rooted and grounded in your love for us, knowing that you know what it means to suffer. You know what it means to walk through fire and that your plans for us are good. And I pray that you'd give each of us the faith to endure, the faith to trust you, not to flee. The faith that you are burning away impurities and that you're making us look more like you, more effective for your kingdom. God, help us to have faith that you love us in the midst of the fire. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. If you, if you do feel like you're in the midst of the fire and um, you just need to talk, um, please give us a call. Let us know. We want to walk with you in it. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk again soon.